this fucking cat. Get out of here. <laughs> Lay down. Be normal. Oh, fuck's sakes. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Do I have everybody's attention now? Rebel Radio presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that, then he's got two words for ya. To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to undeniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome to my house, baby. Take control. Welcome everyone to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> wrestling. It's Scotty V here with Paralegal Mike. Paralegal Mike with Scotty Via. Mike, how's it going, brother? Uh, dealing with a cat. <laughs> Everyone hurt. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm doing well, pal. I'm doing well. That's We're good. in the. I mean, after the season premieres of WWE TV, boy, Ugh. a lot going on. I'm just going to jump right on that right away here. Don't call the yeah, season let's, premieres. Let's talk. I I think you and I have talked about this enough. I know why they choose now for mm-hmm. season premiere. Because of like normal TV, yep. hear me out. The season premiere of Raw and SmackDown should be the night after WrestleMania, and that Friday after WrestleMania. I 100% agree with that. I would even put a little caveat there. Maybe even the night after SummerSlam, Monday and Friday. Oh, I think either those. That's fine. Do it after a goddamn major where it feels like we're ending something. Uh, you got the season premiere of SmackDown and Roman Reigns comes back and the first time he's been on TV in a couple months. Wasn't great. The show was was good. I'll give it a good. I think the seed planting was great. But that's it. Nothing. If, if it was a brand new viewer, I don't think they would have known enough. They're like, oh, there's some seeds are being planted here. I'm, I'm going to watch next week because Roman's not there next week. Cody's not going to be there next week. There's going to be a whole bunch of different guys. And if someone just tunes in for a SmackDown and doesn't know that Raw exists, which I don't think really happens, to be honest with you, they're going to be like, oh, Cody and, and uh, Jay aren't 
there and they're not champions anymore and these other guys are and so yeah I, I, raw definitely wasn't a, a season premiere-esque night after mania kind of it was a good show i'll give it that still three hours that's too long but it was a good show but nothing that i would be like this is must see i i will agree i'll agree from the clips i watched on monday night raw because the faithful in my house pod listeners know i ain't watching three hours of raw i don't care how fucking good it is it's three hours long, but um, there, there's some highs in the show. I thought I thought Sammy Zayn, uh, they put him back in like kind of a light. I think a big time light, Mike. They he started Monday Night Raw, and yeah, he was kind of a thread throughout. You know, everyone's fucking wrestling community. Everyone's a goddamn positive. Sure, you put him out there, man. Thread him in. Where where does it go? Does it pay off? I don't think it's gonna. I, I, I completely disagree. I think it's gonna because they're building a story with him and threading him throughout the show with. Uh, Jay Uso, he's got some stuff going on there. He's got some stuff going on with Drew McIntyre, and I like and I, oof, I'm. This is the only part that worries me, Mike. He came out and said, "I've never been a world champion, and now it's time to be a world champion." And I like the fact that these options are happening on Raw, but you've kind of already told me that we're not we're not flip flopping titles on Raw, and Drew McIntyre is the guy in the storyline with Seth Rollins. So and. I think that there's another takeaway right there. I like Drew and Seth. I like that yeah, program. Me too. I do. Like, I'm all for it. Maybe Seth will have to work a little bit fucking harder. I really love the promo that we got from Seth it's, and Drew this week, specifically Drew. Um, I I agree. Like, I think Drew showed real well in the mic. I think he's needed to be more vocal like that. The crowd seemed to be into it big time. But that's on both sides. It's weird because, like, there is it like a face face like are we looking at these guys like tweeners it, it it's tricky it's tricky booking but I, I like the program i do i don't think we're getting face face uh i just think we're getting just two badass dudes but i was gonna say the thing that kind of took me out of it a little bit is seth cutting great promos on drew and i like the fact that they used real life situations where seth called out, was like hey man you were the man Sorry about the timing. Nobody saw it and nobody really cared. And then when people came back, you weren't the man anymore. Sorry about your luck, kid. And then Drew calls out Seth, be like, oh, yeah, just another Seth Rollins promo. What is this, your 58th character that you've done since uh, since you've debuted kind of thing? And I was like, that's a good shot, especially because it landed really well with me because. Sure, Seth was talking great like Seth Rollins used to do. But then he looks like a fucking goof. And I had a hard time being like, I'm I want to cheer for you now. You know, and then he does back to the dancing and this, this, and that. And I'm like, ah, there, there is a disconnect for me there. So I was just like, man, if Seth wasn't being this goofy character, I, I would be way more into that night, that moment. But it didn't take away a ton, but it did take away a little bit. But I was gonna say, do you think that's what they're trying to do moving forward to shape that program? is to like have the audience turn and see like, okay, maybe that dancing is going back to where it was, where it was more heelish in order to get the fucking beefcake Drew McIntyre over his baby face. If the song wasn't as over as it is, I would say yes, but the song's too over. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Too over. I think we're going with the heel drew. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to him just being a badass and maybe saying less. And and kicking ass more and not there to save the day. Maybe not going full blown heel, 
maybe he's just gonna go and so a tweener. Yeah, a tweener. A tweener. So I kind of got vibes that Sammy might be turning on Raw this week. And I don't want that to happen at all. I I mean, it probably shouldn't for the momentum he has with the the crowd. Mm -hmm. So it's probably smarter to keep him a face. But you know what? Let's change it up. Like, Sammy can play ball. I think that's why they like him. Is that he's able to adapt and he's proven it time and time again to like he'll fit where we need you to fit, kid. So great work. Yep. My my worry is with Sammy announcing that he's going for the World Heavyweight Championship at some point and wants to be a world champion. It's gonna be no different than when Shinsuke went for it. You'll have a great pillow oh. and then it just ends and it does nothing for Shinsuke and Seth just goes on or whoever the champion may be, like I'm not saying you have to give Sammy the title, but Seth beat Shinsuke twice. And there was no need really for the second match because in the first match, Seth beat Shinsuke clean. So I liked the storyline. It was fine, but there was some logical issues there that I was just like, oh man, like they do a good job of building up opponents, but that's what a lot of people have an issue with, with Roman is you build up so many guys and have great promos and back and forth and little Easter eggs and whatnot. But then it just ends up with, a quick squash match or uh, a, a typical Roman match at a B pay-per-view and then on to the next and it's forgotten. And that guy they build up is back to the mid card. Sounds like booking right now in both. So yeah. yeah. Um, what else was on that show before we get into um, the judgment day? Uh, before we get into the judgment day, uh, I really, really enjoyed Bronson Reed versus Gunther two big dudes fighting for the IC title. I, there's still something off, and I don't know what it is, where the crowd's not really connecting one way or the other with Bronson Reed. But every time they're he not, out, he has he has great matches and he, he kills guys like his f- finisher is great. I think he sells really well when he's up against a guy like Gunther. And I think guys sell well for him. But I just think it was his re-entry back into WWE. It was start stop a little bit because he was helping the Miz, but he was like a hired guy. And then there was no story. It was just like, all right, here's a big guy on TV. So that was fun. I'm feeling really bad for Johnny Gargano right now because holy fuck. They brought him back and nobody knows who he is or gives a shit. And you have yeah. you have such a library of him in your company that you could have used to build him up. And Triple H is the guy that built him up in NXT. Shawn Michaels said if he ever came out of retirement again, Johnny Gargano is the one guy he would like to wrestle because the guy can get sympathy. And we we've seen it all in NXT. And now you can finally do that on the main roster. And you're just presenting him to us on such a, like a bland canvas, Mike. I feel so bad for the guy because the guy deserves better. I mean, success rate of NXT stars in the main brand. I mean, we, we blame that on Vince before Vince isn't around right now. Yeah, but so, still, like, there's there's too many moving parts from yeah. like from when he was there, and there's so many big stars, like there's big fucking names making shit happen right now. Oh, uh, and I'm with you. Like, I love Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny Gargano should have jumped shipped and made his way to AEW when he could have. Yeah, he'd be doing great on Dark right now. But um... so <laughs> uh, it's, it's another sad story, state of affairs. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks back, and I said, "I'm like, man, remember the beginning of the end." Because AW's got to really pull their shit together. But that's not why we're here. We're talking about the season beer on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Shinsuke had a uh, Balls Count Anywhere match with Ricochet. And I think 
for that style of match on TV, people got their money's this, worth. It yeah. was it was it went from AW. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was good. I other than that, I mean I outside of the judgment day stuff in the main event, I can't really remember much. So that's the stuff that should be cut to make the show two hours. So well, <laughs> speaking of, let's talk about uh that tag team match. Let, let let's start off with we have new tag team champions, which is the Judgment Day. They beat Jay <laughs> yeah. Uso and um, right. Jay Uso's tag team partner, who wasn't involved in the finish, so it's not his fault. Cody Rhodes, sure. And, <laughs> but the cool thing was is that Jimmy Uso came out and super kicked Jay Uso, and that's what essentially cost him the titles. And I thought that was a nice little wrinkle in in everything. And curious to see where that goes. Obviously, it's going to Survivor Series and hopefully a War Games match. But new tag team champions, the Judgment Day are back on top. They're now doing again what they always say. They're running Monday Night Raw. Rhea Ripley had a little match on on Raw against Shayna Baszler, which was fine. I thought the girls worked really well until all the schmas came in. I didn't mind the schmas either. But I like the fact that Rhea Ripley said, yeah, I'll take on all these girls and we're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. So fun setup there. But yeah, Judgment Day is essentially back on top on Monday Night Raw. Mike, your Fuck thoughts. Sakes. <laughs> Fuck sakes. The high I was riding after Fastlane. It made our fun fact. I mean, I mean, it made our fun fact. And again, it's like they read it and they're like, Fuck paralegal, Mike. <laughs> Fucking talking all that shit about Finn Balor. How about this, bitch? <laughs> tag team champion again. Like, fuck. Also, why give them the straps to begin with? This is all avoidable. All of this was avoidable mm-hmm. by having the Schmanns finish, having them keep the title, not making the Judgment Day look weak for even a second. Then you can still do that shit with Jimmy in this fucking match. Agreed. Comes out to fuck with Jay. Perfect. Like all, of, uh, like it's there is no benefit other than like we're giving you a moment at a premium live event. It's not even that sweet of a moment. It gave us that press conference with fucking. Our boy main event hammer thing yeet. Which that, now was, is... that was the payoff from that fucking season premiere, of course. Just fucking ruin that moment. Pointless booking. Finn Balor's winning again, which is fucking irritating to me. He actually got the win, the pin. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck <laughs> who comes out on top here? I mean, again to me. Cody, let's get this guy going again. Get him the fuck away from Jey Uso. Get him in some fucking programs. Build him back up to Roman because this is ridiculous. I do agree nope. with that. No, oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, I, I agree with let's get Co- happening talk. <laughs> I agree with let's get Cody into a program. I'm not necessarily going to agree with get him away from Jey Uso, but I think that's starting to happen because now Drew's got an issue and Sammy's kind of back and forth with like snapping at him, then apologizing. So I think there's going to be some stuff there. I do think it's time for Cody to get away and have him go up against a guy that will be able to put him in peril where people are like, God damn it, Cody, come on, fight back. I, I think a guy like Bobby Lashley is a guy that stature wise should beat him yeah. up, you know, should take him down, wear him down hurt him uh, other than that if you're not going to do that i think you need to put cody in there with someone that you want to be 
a next big heel and you could put a Damian Priest in there and just have those two guys go at it. Maybe that is kind of like the ringer part of what's going to happen here leading up to Survivor Series, right? Like that, that's logical. Mm -hmm. But I I wouldn't be mad at like you can elevate a Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. And I think that which is is fine. But getting back to specifically the judgment day here. As, as soon as we talked about like what are we talking about on the show, I'm like, we could talk about the judgment day being back on top and you being mad because they're winning again because fuck Finn Balor. I'm just I'm just <laughs> mad that Finn Balor is winning again. But it I is think, a- I think it's good for them that they they win. Like you, the fucking faction makes sense when they're winning. Also, Dominic Mysterio, fucking your MVP on that squad, most hated man in the room, doing his fucking job. And selling his ass off at every chance he gets. I want to go back to kind of the beginning after edge was kicked out of judgment day. And I think the thing that would help would have helped this faction even more now is if back then when they were losing constantly, if they hadn't kept using the lines, we run Monday night raw, we run WWE. If they hadn't been saying a lot of stuff beforehand, but they were saying it now, I think it would would have made such a huge difference, Mike, in us looking at this as a dominant faction for all was it four or five members of them really really kicking ass and then when they do eventually lose it's a bigger moment but because they were saying we we run Monday Night Raw we run WWE but they were losing every week to me I'm just like man it just doesn't hit I don't I kind of don't care it's just part of your little catchphrases which what it's whatever right like it it really is whatever to me right now I like it helped them get booed I, it helped him get booed on TV. I agree, but it's man. It's cheap. I'm with you. It's a cheap way to do it, but it, it got heat. Those lines are what brought heat, and they still don't win. Guys like us are the ones who are like, sweet fucking Christ. Like, you got talent together. <laughs> like, you could really do something. It's not always for us, and I'm learning that mm-hmm. slowly, and it fucking irritates the piss out of me. Because I'm like, man, if people just saw it our way, they'd be fucking stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so happy. Clearly, I have a wrestling podcast and I'm not a part of the business for a reason. Yeah. I can be the first to admit that. But no, I, I'm with you. I think that's a really good point. Like we didn't we didn't get it because we're like, what the fuck do they run? They don't have anything. They're fucking losers, which I'm all for. <laughs> and and I, that's that was pretty much my problem is like you guys don't run anything. You lose every single week. You're putting people over, which is fine. And let's be honest. For a while there at WWE, for the most part, that's what factions did. Outside of the bloodline, if people were put together, it was to get single star and other single star over. And to me, that really hurt that that first run, uh, first beginnings of Judgment Day. I like a lot what they're doing now. And I, I, I really, really think that they can go past Mania next year as a solid faction again. I do believe at some point Finn's getting booted. I just, I think they've slowed down on it a little bit. That JD McDonough guy is in and out. We haven't seen him since the pay-per-view, I think. So I like that there's inner working storylines within them as they're in a storyline with somebody else or other people. It's great to see that they've kind of got it figured out, Mike. And obviously we don't work there. We're not writers there or anything like that, but I don't know if this was always the plan. I don't know if where we're at right now was always the plan or if it was kind of going week by week, month by month. I don't, be- 
I don't think they ever book in that kind of longevity. Like it, it shows at premium live events and the way they're booking. Like there's no way that they fucking book that far in advance. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. We could be completely wrong, but I do agree with uh, with that uh, I, opinion. You got to factor in injuries. You got to go week to week. Maybe even a month worth of programming. Maybe. Because if a guy gets hurt, you got to pivot. And you got to have pivot plan. What What if? What if? You're smart to know, like, if this program has two guys in it, what if one of those guys gets hurt? Yeah. I, I think Here's that's what we can move with. That's one of the things that I like long-term booking. I like knowing, you know, later on in years that they, they booked from the – the 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 blow off match the end of the storyline and work their way backwards because that's how it was in the attitude era from my understanding and that's what sunk wcws they didn't have storylines that made sense and were carved out like that aew from my understanding from interviews and things like that they do do that chris jericho said many times is like i've booked this storyline with sammy guevara a year ago and just that little thing we we know where the blow off match is going to happen and we work backwards but things still change because you're right. Injuries do happen. Then I don't think AEW is good at pivoting when injuries happen. I no. think the Fed is probably much better, but not they're not perfect. I mean, when Cody got hurt, they that's when Edge got booted out of the Judgment Day, and that was way too soon for that turn to happen. And I think that hurt the beginning of this group as well, to the point where like, well, let's just get them out there on TV, and they're going to lose all the time. But it, but it worked. Like if you think about if if it even was long term, then yeah, you kick Edge out. That worked really yeah and i think that was the plan the whole time was eventually to kick him out uh he was on jericho's podcast and he had even talked about like we had a plan set up and everything had to get rushed due to certain things because i guess cody and, and randy had gotten hurt there's no baby faces on raw anymore outside of matt riddle so a top baby face was needed edge had to be that guy and everything was rushed so I think that edge turn would have happened. The young people would have turned on edge uh, eventually. I just don't think it was supposed to happen that quick. But getting back to Judgment Day today, it is great to see that they're tag team champions again because that means they can go to both shows again. I think they're the perfect heels right now to kind of, I don't want to say fill the bloodlines, you know, void for a big faction because you don't always need a faction. But it is cool to see a group running together and kind of rolling people until we get some sort of like, who's going to step up and stop these guys. They've got a lot of gold. Everyone on that, on that, uh, in that faction has gold, including the money in the bank. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see when it all starts to crumble and when that starts to crumble. And I don't see it happening until after mania next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely running through the gauntlet. They'll make it mania big time. Um, it's who Priest decides to cash in on to. When are they going to give the the gas pedal step to to Priest? It gave him the case for a reason. Mm-hmm. It won't it won't be a failed cash in. I don't think so either. I completely agree with that. I'd like to see somebody hold that briefcase and that man being Damian Priest at least until Mania time, if not the night after Mania. I don't like quick cash ins. It just there's there's no. I like when we eventually we kind of essentially forget that someone's got the briefcase and it's active. Then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, here we go. You know, so I'm hoping that's the case here. My worry is is that like we're gonna get a great baby face that probably should not have held the world title because that's just not the style. And then we get the priest cash in right away. 
Like, let's be honest. If they give Sammy the title and then they have Damian Priest cash in later that night or the next day, you've got, yeah. you you've made Damian Priest as the biggest heel of the company right now. You know, so, or if they did it to Cody the next night after Mania, you know. So <laughs> there is that option there, and that would make Priest the most hated man in WWE, which I believe is probably the plan. But I I mean, there's got to be some fucking plan there. But I'm I'm excited for the future of the WWE. I just need um, Rhea to be fucking more active in the ring. Great to wrestle Shayna, but you, you got to be working more people. That's what's going to be my one critique as well. Is Rhea's had that championship? She's been involved in main event storylines, but those main event storylines haven't involved the women's division at all. It feels like nope. there's two separate divisions right now because you've got Rhea Ripley basically on her own holding the women's championship, and then you've got Becky holding the NXT Women's Championship, fighting every week and defending that title every week and showing up on NXT. So it's been very odd. They did have a face-to-face Becky and Rhea on Raw this week. That stare down gave me, I'm like, hey, we're going to see these two at Mania. It's going to be these two at Mania. So. Yeah, that's fine. That's Yeah, whatever. I, I think so. I think so. I think Rhea holds it till that long, but I think you're going to have Becky build her way back up to a main event spot, but let us know what you think about the Judgment Day. Are you happy with it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you boo because that's the right thing to do because they're baddies, but you enjoy seeing them on their TV and getting their asses kicked, or are you enjoying their success, or do you have issues with it still? Let us know on the on the uh, the socials at In My Host Pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Judgment Day running Monday Night Raw. Mike? Hashtag Finn Balor's a fucking loser. <laughs> Get it running. <laughs> Get it running. Anyway, um, my last, my, our last uh, topic for the evening. Obviously, we we loved it. CM Punk watch. Obviously, there was rumors going around that WWE was in talks with our buddy Phil to come back into the fold in WWE, and there was a lot of mixed reports. But obviously, the last piece of information was no, the WWE is not interested at this time in signing Phil Brooks. Phil is Brooks. Yep, you're right. Fucking Phil. Anyway, <laughs> no. Um, I we talked about this off here. I think it is always a back pocket play for the Fed. No, we don't need you now, Phil. Because things are business is booming without you. Yep. And I have to say, it is the stars you have there in the talent you have in that locker room are filling shows and they're doing quite well. The premium live events have been doing well. I mean, fast lane was a little bit of a hiccup. But other than that, I think the Fed has had a really strong 2023. You don't necessarily need that boost from CM Punk. Would he give one? Absolutely. Do we all think because what's in Chicago? Survivor Series. Survivor Series? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, it could be there. I'm like, kind of not their MO. I think they're looking at what Tony's doing. And they're just like, we're going to do the exact fucking opposite. We don't have to have a show surprise every time. We don't have to be introducing the talent all the fucking time. We're going to work with who we have. We're going to build up these stars. Even the way they, they announced Jade Fargo wasn't a fucking secret. We signed this person to a deal. Drip feed her slowly. It's not like she's coming out of nowhere. Like, they're letting 
it work more like a normal business as AEW's like, Welcome to your edge. Like, we know he's coming, <laughs> but like at that point, you could just say, like, we've signed this person and make it like sports. Like, we've signed this person to a multi year deal. I feel like Punk obviously is a different attraction. So they could use a surprise with Punk. I just don't see that anytime soon. Like, I, I think, I think Phil is really fucking hurt his brand big time. Like, after AW, and I mean, he hasn't really said anything about it to anyone. Because he's not great. Like, he'd fucking unleash on a podcast somewhere, probably. But I think he's been finally told, like, hey, man, like, maybe you've got to start realizing that the common denominator in all of these things is you. It's happened to you again. Yeah, that's, I don't know, just from friends of Phil going on podcasts or talking on social media and things that have been reported. Friends of Phil think he's the salt of the earth, like best guy in the world. And sure. That's what friends do. Right. So I'm, I'm not too sure what the issue is. Where does Phil sit down and look at himself and say, I've got to fix me a little bit. I just, I don't know the guy, but just from what we've kind of seen and heard, especially this last run in AEW, he doesn't look at himself that way. He doesn't look like him, no. at himself like the problem. But when it comes to WWE, I don't want to get into the AW stuff. When it comes to WWE, I don't believe the reports that WWE said, no, we're good. In the sense that we don't want you as part of our company. I don't believe that for a second. Do I think that, and this is just me, my opinion for just a jobber. Do I think that the WWE said, not right now? That, yeah, I think uh-huh. that's the answer. Exactly. I don't think it was fucking no forever. No one gets told no forever. Not right? the Fed. We, we can find a fucking way to make this work. I'm just saying right now, it was, we're not, we don't need to do this now, Phil. That door is open. That door is always fucking open if you wanted to come and talk. Like, I don't want to hear this bullshit backstage like, he was at a show that he was asked to leave. Like, he would be able to stay back there. Yeah. The only reason I could see that. Like, it, it's horseshit. The only reason I could say that you, it, it's time to go is because he wasn't married to anybody there. He was just there visiting friends, and he is a contracted wrestler from a different company, which I think could cause some issues because sure. Good point. they were battling. But anyway, I fully believe that or I guess my opinion on all this is there is go. that is that they said we don't have a main event storyline for you right now. We we have our main event storyline basically set to WrestleMania. So why would we bring you in to not be part of that now? There's no spot for you right now in the main event because he's a main do event they, guy. Do they? I I, I do fully they have believe, that plan? I fully believe it's Roman and Cody going to Mania again. And if for some reason it's not, The Rock is going to be involved. So. If you bring CM Punk back, you're going to do to him what you did the last time he was champion. Never main eventing a pay-per-view, holding a world championship, but being the third or fourth card on the fucking on the show. And that's what one of his biggest issues was. He was a world champion for how many record-setting days? He never main evented one pay-per-view. Not one. 
So to come back and have to do that again, which I think would happen because it's happening to Seth right now, is is probably not something that Phil wants to do. He's got the name market value. We saw the number he popped on his return. He did a pretty decent number on his second return after suspension and injury. The guy's there. Plus, the WWE is very smart. Hey, if you can come in and make us merchandise money, we'll sign you this fucking second. For sure. And you're telling so me you the would. WWE turned down that CM Punk t-shirts and in the video games and and action figures and all that shit because they just like, nah, he's too much of a headache. Absolutely not. Do you know who was a headache? The Ultimate Warrior. Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, all those guys have come back, signed deals, and made money with with the Fed. So I think that I I fully believe that we will see CM Punk in the WWE. It may not be as early as Survivor Series. My honest guess is the night after Mania is when we see CM Punk in in the Fed to bring back the Raw after Mania and make it good. Fuck. Well, and and that's That'd the be thing. huge. That's the That'd thing. be huge. The the Fed has somewhat suffered over the last few years because there's been no major surprises in the Rumble, and there's been no major surprises after Mania. It's just been who's getting called up from NXT because there's been no real free agents out there that were realistically signed with the Fed or going to sign with the Fed. So yeah. that that's my two cents on it. I, I that's it's a it's a good two cents actually. Like if you want to do it, I think they wait longer than that. For if sure. You don't do a rumble. If you're not doing it rumble this year, do a rumble in the fucking next year. Right. So I would love to you see you have to rush it. I'd love to see CM Punk back in the Fed. I would love to see him working guys like Cody. I think him and Cody having a, a, a promo battle and sneaking in digs about who got out of where first. It, I think it would make it very entertaining. I think it'd be like, all right, now we're both here. The biggest stage in the world. Who's the best in the world? You've got the title. I'm the best in the world. I'm CM Punk. But, but we got to do this, right? Like, I think that sells tickets right there. I think Punk versus Roman sells tickets. You could do a lot. But my worry is you end up in a spot where Edge did, where they both sides went, I don't have any ideas. I don't have any ideas either. Oh, I guess we got nothing. And then you're just sitting around doing nothing. The, I, that's, I, uh, when, that's when I don't want Pat I, come back. I could say this. Good for you. Because, yeah, exciting stuff. It would be Cody or Roman. I don't care either way if he comes back. I don't because the Fed is fine no mm-hmm. matter what. With or fucking without him. CM Punk went to AEW because he could be the top fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Not just one of the guys. The top fucking guy. And he fucked it up. The Fed has a list of guys who are in line who could be the guy. And they've got one in Cody Rhodes. Like they fucking brought him because they knew we've got one here. And they've got another this one in a... LA Knight climbing up as well. Mm. <laughs> That'll be the next show. Again, be the next show, but I'm saying LA Knight's got to be Gunther. That's what we should be doing with LA Knight. Makes sense to me. Do not put LA Knight right just because now, like, yeah, he's over. He's over. He'll still be over if he beats Gunther. He's still going to be fucking over. Yeah. Have him kill a monster like that because he ain't beating fucking Roman. Mm-hmm. He's just not. I agree. Mike, Wait, uh, it's a whole other topic for a whole other show. Yeah. A we'll hell of an episode next week. Yeah. It's been a fantastic episode. I want to throw this out there because I've been a terrible host the last few weeks. 
Hit up Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's Halloween season. That place is full of all your horror movie, wrestling, pop culture needs. Google it, Caravan with a K. It's Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina. Fantastic place. I'm hitting it up this week because uh, I haven't spent money there in a little while. So <laughs> need some new wrestling picks, Mike. There it is. Um, <laughs> and obviously, get ready, November 25th, CWE is back in Regina. Ooh. It's going to be an exciting time. The return of the In My House Pro Wrestling podcast to live wrestling in Regina. Man, and Ultimo fucking Dragon is coming to this show. And so. Ultimo fucking Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Get ready, Tom. Get ready. I'm going to go watch some pro UK. wrestling. That's it. And a UK correspondent, Tom, will be there. You'll know. <laughs> That's right. We'll get we'll get the we'll get the Tom chant over again. <laughs> Hit us up on the socials at in my house pod. That's where you find everything that we're posting and chatting about. Should probably make a new TikTok for the show, Mike, and have a little bit of fun. Oh, Kesha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun show. Let us know what you think about the Judgment Day, CM Punk, anything pro wrestling related. Comment on our socials where the show is posted. We'd love to hear from you. Until then. We'll check with you next time. For Paralegal Mike, I am Scotty Via. This is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cheers, Welcome to my house. Play that music.